Shabbat Shalom. Hello, I am Rabbi Moshe Schwab, and I'm glad you can be here with us today. Uh, this is the uh, Torah teaching part uh, for Vayeshev, Genesis 37, 1 to 40, 23. We also have an accompanying teaching for this portion. <clears throat> Vayeshev means, and he settled. Uh, this portion begins by uh, telling us about Yaakov's love for his son Yosef and the long-sleeved coat he made for him when he was 17. One time Yosef reported on his brothers, and his brothers became jealous of their father's favoritism. Yosef also had a couple of dreams where his brothers prostrated themselves to him, and they hated Yosef even more, it says. In this tragic portion, portion, we see the destructive nature of sibling rivalry, jealousy, and worldly thinking. We also see a lack of trust by Yosef's family uh, in, in God's leading through Yosef's dreams. We also, but we also see how God favored and protected his prophet Yosef. This reminds us that God can protect his people and give them favor, even in difficult situations and times, and that the prophetic can be instrumental in helping God's people. I have been amazed at what God will do for us if we will follow how he is leading us. Perhaps all we are doing is just trying to live right. And God turns that around for us and blesses us in many, many different ways. Uh, sometimes I just think of something and it happens. Uh, year, years ago, I was at I was at the department store and I was looking at a, a Columbia jacket there that had been marked down from five hundred dollars to two hundred fifty dollars, and I just happened to think for myself, "Wow, this is great! I'd love to have this jacket, and, and it fit me." Which is, I'm tall, so uh, I have trouble finding things that'll fit me, especially in a in a department store, and. And I just thought to myself, if only it was $50. So I happened to go back uh, a couple months later, and guess what? That jacket was there, and it was marked down to $50. It was, that's really something. Um, and, and so I bought, I bought the jacket. Uh, it was exactly the color that I wanted. And my, my wife also bought one of the jackets. So... <clears throat> I knew it was no coincidence. I knew it was God. Yaakov sends Yosef uh, to see how his brothers are doing, and when his brothers saw him in the distance, they plotted to kill him and then throw him in a cistern. When he arrived, they, they threw him in the cistern and took his long-sleeved coat and dipped it in goat's blood. A caravan was coming at the time, so instead of killing him, they sold Yosef to them, and the caravan went on toward Egypt. His, uh, they told their father that he must have been killed uh, by a wild animal. And uh, so what, the, uh, their, what they sold him for, I guess what I understand, was mounted to a pair of shoes for each of them. How sad, huh? Then the portion talks some about Yehuda and his children. Tamar was not given proper treatment by Yehuda's family, and she entices Yehuda to sleep with her, and she has a child by him. In the meantime, Yosef becomes a servant of Potiphar, a captain of Pharaoh's guard. 
God favored everything that Yosef did, and he was appointed to manage Potiphar's household. Potiphar's wife tried to seduce Yosef, but he would not comply, so she pulled off his garment, and he fled, and she accused him of trying to sleep with her. Yosef ends up in prison, but God favors Yosef again, and he puts him in charge of the prisoners. God just keeps blessing Yosef, even in difficult times. Pharaoh became angry with his baker and cupbearer and put them in prison. They had dreams that, Yo, uh, that Yosef inter interpreted for them. He told the cupbearer that his position would be restored and that the baker would be killed. Yo Yosef asked the cupbearer to remember him. Yosef's predictions turned out as expected, but as he predicted. But the cupbearer forgot about Yosef's interpretation of the dream. We find out later that God works it out. And Yosef even becomes second to Pharaoh, the leader of Egypt. Absolutely amazing, isn't it? That just goes to show you how important hearing from God is. Shul tells us that it is very important. 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Some say that we are not supposed to hear from God. But Shul says, that that what he is saying is a commandment of God. First Corinthians fourteen thirty seven says, Let him acknowledge the things which I write to you are the commandments of the Lord. So the people who are saying we shouldn't do this are disobeying God. We are so supposed to be having words of prophecy. That's why they, that's what they did in the early congregations uh, among the early believers as well. First Corinthians fourteen twenty six says, "Whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification." So the re reason Shul says that all things are to build up the believers is because it seems like he is he is saying that what they were doing was laborious. You know, we re that's what we read in the context. Shul puts limits on what they do, and, and and we also need to have meetings that divide up the time between activities and that are orderly. What God tells us through the prophetic should not go against the truths of the Bible. The Bible tells us to test what is spoken. First Thessalonians five, nineteen through twenty two says, Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, test all things, hold fast what is good, abstain from every form of evil. Prophecies should encourage us. As a matter of fact, that's exactly what it says in first Corinthians fourteen three, but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. The people who think that prophecy is just for telling the future are wrong. You know, if God tells us to be strong in a prophecy, it could just be a word of encouragement. But it also could, if there comes some time time of testing afterwards, you know, that was, uh, that was a prophecy about what we would need to do in order to face what we are encountering. In either case, it was encouragement. Making up prophecy or making up what will happen is wrong. We're to, we're to speak what God tells us to speak. If we are speaking prophecy, we are to speak, not speak our own mind. 
Some people do that. I've seen people get up and they maybe were thinking about something during the week and they just get up and speak their mind. Look what the prophetic did in the case of Yosef. He saved the lives of his family and the lives of the people of Egypt and all around that area. The prophetic is powerful. God worked out things for all the people of that region through his prophetic gifting. Shul tells us that God can work out things in our lives as well, just like God worked out things for, uh, for the good of Yosef and eventually for his whole family. We know that God can also work out situations in our lives and bring good. Romans 8.28 says, We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Stay faithful and seek God's spiritual gifts. The Haftarah for Vayeshev is Amos 2.6-3.8. Amos was from Judah, but prophesied to the northern kingdom of Israel. Amos predicts doom for the northern kingdom of Israel's neighbors in the beginning of the book of Amos. Then in, in, in this portion, he predicts God's judgment on the northern kingdom. Northern Israel is treating good people badly, and the poor badly. They are committing sexual sins, and they are drinking wine in the meeting places, which you're not supposed to do. God destroyed the Amorites and brought Israel out of Egypt and into the Amorites' land. Israel, though, caused the Nazarites to sin and silence the prophets. They should have valued their relationship with God. Their own strength will not save them, Amos says. Then God uses some examples of cause and effect to show why they are doomed. They would not listen to the prophet of God. Just like Yosef's brothers did not listen to Yosef, so northern Israel would bring, trouble, would bring trouble on themselves for not obeying God. We should always remember that God will restore and forgive us if we will change and do what is right and good. It says in Amos 2.12, But you gave the Nazarites wine to drink, and commanded the prophets, saying, Do not prophesy. Well, it says in 1 Corinthians 14.1, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. It's the same in our time, isn't it? Some people say you can't prophesy. Guess what? They are contradicting the Bible and losing out on their relationship with God. In this portion, we see the destructive nature of worldly thinking and the end result of pushing away, the pushing away of God's words, the prophetic. Yaakov and his family suffered because they did not trust Yosef's words from God. Israel did worse and was completely destroyed because they didn't listen to the prophets. How sad. God will work out his will. We have to decide if we will be part of it and stand strong for our faith. God may have to find someone else to do his work if we won't do it. Through the prophetic, God saved a whole region from disaster God was able to do that because Joseph was willing to stand for God, do what is right, and be bold enough to trust in what God told him. Well, that concludes our Torah study for today. And I would like to now uh, say the Aaronic benediction for you. Yevarechacha Yehovah ve'yishmerecha 
Yahweh bless you and keep you. Yahweh make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Yahweh lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. May God be with you and bless you and keep you. He loves you. God bless. Shabbat Shalom.